A picture is worth a thousand words. We've heard that phrase and it's true. The world is communicating through images more than ever before. What's the difference between image search and visual search? Find out today with Crystal Carter on The Edge. Your weekly digital marketing trends with industry trend-setting guests. Powered by your digital marketing pioneers, Site Strategics. This week's featured guest is Crystal Carter, head of SEO communications at Wix. Now, here's your host, Aaron Sparks. Crystal Carter is the head of SEO communications at Wix. She's an SEO and digital marketing professional with over 15 years working with SEO and marketing clients around the world like Disney, McDonald's, uh, Tommy, and more. As an SEO, she identifies and implements tactics that help businesses optimize digital activity, drive sales, engagement, and growth online. She's also been a huge contributor into Google Search Central, Brighton SEO, just recently Moz, WhiteSpark, Local Search Summits, SEMrush, SMX, Search Engine Land, Deep Crawl, Women in Tech, SEO, all the things. This is Crystal Carter. How you doing, Crystal? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for having me along. <laughs> You're more than welcome. More than welcome. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Hey, I reached out to you because, uh, well, you're awesome. That's, oh, that's very That's kind. all we got to do, right? Just find the awesome yeah. people and bring them on. <laughs> but uh, we're, we're, we're certainly, uh, you contributed into Moz with a focus on image search, more importantly, visual search, I should say. And um, it really rang my bell whenever I, I wasn't out there, but I saw the deck and I saw uh, the social around that. I said, oh, I got to talk to her. So the cool thing is we can bring you on board so I can learn more. As we're talking. So here, here's the deal. First and foremost, give us your history outside of the bio that I just gave. How did you come to be at Wix and kind of the leader in SEO over there? So I am part of a team of SEOs at Wix. So I am the head of SEO communications from our sort of branding and communications uh, arm. I'm one of a core team uh, that includes Morty Oberstein and also George Wynn. And then from the sort of product implementation team, that also includes Nati Elamenik and mm -hmm. Inat, um, who leads our products um, as well, and lots and lots and lots of other SEOs. So cool. I, am, I am but one small uh, contributor to the uh, enormous SEO efforts that are going on at Wix. If you have not tried Wix recently, I highly recommend that you do. You can see a lot of our SEO features on the free version of Wix even. Mm -hmm. um, so do check that out. Just a nice plug for my team. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. No, no, no. Um, Nadi's fantastic. George is fantastic. Who else did you mention there? Inat. So Inat is them. Yes, so she's fantastic. Um, she is very much hands-on. Uh -huh. um, and we're trying to encourage her to do more speaking and things. And I hope to see her doing more of that as well, because she is so, so, so knowledgeable of the product and really the SEO journey that we take there. She fantastic. really has that, that, you know, when you like win, in SEO, like when you're, when you're just like, oh, we're going to get this featured snippet, watch me work. And then you get it and you're it's, like, oh, yes. Oh, like, that's gosh. the thing. You've, you've got right. control over the entire thing. You got a stellar uh, set of professionals there. And then you've got Morty. <laughs> so everybody's got to have a mascot, right? Morty's great. Morty's great. <laughs> He so, is yeah, good, and, and we love him, and uh, he's, he's with us every week as we're doing a news of the week, and it's always fun. Keep it on board, and, and sometimes he actually brings something relevant to the table, I guess. <laughs> He does his best. He does his best. Yes, he, yes, he does. So let's talk about visual image search. And it's it's huge. Um, we're going to get some of the stats here real quick. But first and foremost, a picture tells a thousand words, right? That's from Fred R. Bernard. We all heard that phrase. Well, over half of the human brain is dedicated to vision and visual processing. 
it's literally no surprise that this is how people want to search, right? The search box itself is a terrible input device, all things considered. And that's what we had for eons, it feels like. Images are queries, and there's an intent also associated to the image. So I'm going to park right there because we're going to talk about what visual search is. Um, this is a search as you see it type of function. Where are we right now with the devices that we have and the AI that's actually responding to us? Where are we kind of sociologically? Give me, a, give me your take there. So one of the things that's great about visual search is I think that it's really an evolution of Google's mobile first push. So essentially with mobile first, what you have is lots of people who have devices who can interact with the real world very quickly, both accessing information and giving information at, at the, the same, same time. time. Yeah, and this is something that, you know, you weren't able to do on a desktop. This is something that you can do on a laptop. This is something that is unique to the phone. And so what this means is that essentially visual search allows you to turn your device into your camera, mm -hmm. into a tool for search. So that even if you're in a place where you don't know what a thing is called, because that's the problem with image, or not the problem, but that's the limitation of image search is that with image search, we as SEOs will optimize an image with text cues, mm -hmm. like, you know, different, you know, file names and alt text, alt tags, um, schema markup, that sort of thing. Right. We will optimize that with text cues for what the image is about. But we could never write all those thousand words and all of those attributes. And also it limits you to the language that the attributes are in. However, with visual search, what you're able to do is if you make the image clear mm -hmm. and distinct, and if you make the image so that it's readable by visual recognition software, then you open up your visuals to be more searchable by more users, both locally in your local language and also wider. So you're opening up your visuals to be searchable by people that don't even know what the thing is called. Mm -hmm. So this is something that I got from a shop. Like this is a little figurine. It's a Buddha mm -hmm. um, and things. What if I didn't know what that was called? <laughs> what if I'm not sure what that particular one is? If I have a visual search thing, I can just take a picture of it yeah. and then it will give me all of the information about it. Now, the other thing about the image search, if I was to take a picture of that or if I was to enter like like tiny Buddha figurine, right. for instance, it would give me lots of different images. If I take a picture of that one, they'll give me lots of different images, but it might also give me like a knowledge panel. Exactly. about that particular, you know, but, but they're gonna be, it's going to be much more oriented towards because what you're actually giving with that image is a thousand points of contextual knowledge, not right. just the query itself, which is a very limited and relatively subjective input into the space. You're actually marrying up to all the images that Google actually knows or whatever search engine knows about the contextual points. So you have the foreground context and you have the background context. That's a rich tapestry of location cues, signal cues, contextual connections, right? So you've got right. much more for it to actually narrow in and focus. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Right. No, no, you're right. So like, for instance, for that particular object, if I take a picture of that on a table on a white background, they aren't going to give me pictures of statues in a forest. Mm -hmm. For instance, they're going to give me some specific pictures that relate to that. I mean, you know, there's different shapes and things. Right. And I mean, and that's a really good example because if like, you're holding in your different... hand, you're actually knowing how small it is. It's getting scale. Right. Right. Exactly. So there's lots of different things that you can get there. I, in the article I wrote for Moz um, on visual search in IR IRL, mm -hmm. just before MozCon, I gave the example of, I took a photo of a tiny dinosaur toy right, right, right. and the result I got from visual search was precisely the type of pterosaur that I was looking at. Um, and now if I typed into Google, you know, dinosaur with horns, mm -hmm. 
it would give me lots of different types of dinosaurs. There's many dinosaurs that had horns, but if I give them that picture, yeah. they will be able to say, oh, it's a dinosaur. Exactly. So it's a dinosaur that has a frill. It's a dinosaur that only has a horn on the nose or it's that, that sort of thing. So this is exactly yeah. the visual search result is actually much better than the image search result. And it helps even if I don't know what it's called. So it's able to give me that. And so it's able to pull on both knowledge graphs. So you can see that the search result includes mm -hmm. knowledge panel information. It also includes a link. It also includes a 3D triceratops. There's lots of different things that it's giving there. It's also, you know, giving potential options for shopping. So Google's able to give you lots of different cues based on the knowledge graph. So the knowledge graph has, you know, millions and millions and millions of bits of information that they can use to figure out what that object is. Mm -hmm. Um, and they can use to uh, figure out other objects in the image. And so basically what I think is important about visual search is to remember that this is something that is fairly new ground with regards to optimization. Right. A lot of people aren't optimizing for a visual search. But as far as I can tell, it is also showing up in the SERP. So in that same article that you just showed, mm -hmm. I showed an example of a photo I took years ago at the Staples Center when it was called the Staples Center of Kia, like right. a Kia logo. Right, right, right. Um, yeah. And so if I Google, and you scroll down on that, when I Googled Kia Staples Center, those are the images that were showing up in Google's image search or that should, uh, were mm -hmm. not from articles that were talking about Kia sponsoring the Staples Center. They were pictures of Kia in the Staples Center. Exactly. So, so it was taking you Google. further in into exactly what you were looking for from an intent standpoint. And on top of it, that other image there showed you how many other logos also were understood and processed with logos as well as text. I mean, look at that image. It's and for the audio listeners, got to go over the show notes, got to go. We'll put a couple of these pictures or at least reference the article so you can That's see That's difficult it. Doing, doing a visual yeah, yeah, discussion yeah. on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going we're gonna to be able to do it. Um, yeah, but I think it's just important to, to think one of the examples I showed in my Moz deck was mm -hmm. also that, so in the syrup, we, Wix used to sponsor the Yankees. Mm -hmm. And this is something to think about whether you're sponsoring the Yankees or whether you're sponsoring a little league team or whether you're sponsoring I wonder the, who the was in, in charge of that particular relationship uh, there. He's, he's very upset that he wasn't there at the time, actually. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. Yeah. So, so they sponsored the Yankees for years. And if you Google Wix Yankees Stadium at the mm -hmm. top of the search, at the top of the, the image search results, you see lots of the kinds of content you would expect. So people talking about Wix sponsoring the Yankee Stadium mm -hmm. and, and, you know, lots of articles that have text cues about Wix Yankee Stadium, blah, 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 blah. As you go further down, you see that the search results include images for websites that have nothing to do topically about Wix at the Yankee Stadium, but they mm -hmm. do have the Wix logo in the Yankee Stadium. Got it. And part of this is because Google can recognize logos, visual search, and Google can also recognize locations in visual search. Yep. So, you know, in my MozCon um, example, I also gave a picture of an analysis of the Statue of Liberty. So my mom went to the Statue of Liberty. I took her picture for my presentation. <laughs> Thanks, mom. Um, <laughs> and I ran it, ran it through the analysis and it was like, yeah, this is Statue of Liberty. We know exactly the geo coordinates for this. We know that this is the Statue of Liberty. And what was also interesting is that Google can also recognize faces. Mm -hmm. So they can see that there's lots of people in an area based on faces on the, via visual search. And what was really interesting about the Statue of Liberty one was that they didn't actually recognize the Statue of Liberty's face as a face. They or, recognized or they the whole, recognized that it wasn't a face. That may have actually yeah. been the case. Because they didn't count it as a face. They counted the whole thing as right, the Statue of Liberty. Right, right. That's really interesting. Um, Right. So that so thinking about the entities that are present in your images are really important. One of the other examples I gave in the Moz article, mm -hmm. uh, the IRL one, was a picture I went to. Um, I was in Las Vegas, 
And there was a promo thing from Lyft. They'd set up a little like promotional space. Right. And it was next to the Paps Blue Ribbon neon sign. And like when I ran it through, yeah, exactly, exactly that picture. And when I ran it through that, when I ran it through visual search, Lyft did not show up at all. Wow. At all. But but the visual search tools were like, oh yeah, that's PBR. Absolutely. Hmm. That's PBR. And I'm like, you need to make sure that when you're taking pictures or that when you're putting together your space, that you're not getting upstaged by by some other random brand that's nothing to do with you. (laughs) There's a Lyft PBR connection that we don't want to make. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. But in that image. Hey, I mean, you might need a Lyft if you've had a PBR. (laughs) See, (laughs) we spin that. Yeah. We're proud to have Site Strategics as a sponsor of Edge of the Web. We're pioneers in the agile digital marketing methodology. Core specialties that we provide are technical SEO, including core web vitals optimization, search engine marketing, social media marketing and management, focus on conversion rate optimization, truly focus on results-based marketing that works. We've also developed a unique omni-channel media marketing and content curation process as guided by our weekly R&D, from our Edge of the Web interviews, we incorporate the best techniques for our content broadcast strategy and execution. If you're interested in what we can do for you, just give us a call at 877 seo for web or 877-736-4932. But in that image is that the PBR, and I don't know if this is the actual case here, but the PBR was actually very visible. The lift was angled and skewed. So you talk about having, having op- we'll get optimization in a second, but the, the point is, is that you're sending signals. You have to be able to control the imagery the best way possible to be able to send these signals. We're dead center in the space of AI art right now. Everything's just exploding right now. And as you experience AI art, you are programming the AI and you find yourself training the AI with visual cues, right? And parameters to be able to nudge it along. And everybody's kind of sharing that information. Hey, I'm learning how to actually describe visually much more than I used to know. So there's this training ground where we as a digitally savvy people are realizing that we have to change our verbalization of image cues to be able to understand, be able to craft and sculpt that, that AI imagery. Are we going to break away from these text queries and lean in more to visual queries as we understand the signals that we're sending to the search engines? Are we going to lean more and more into that space? This is something that I pointed out the first time I sort of started looking at visual search more Mm -hmm. earnestly was that composition matters with regards to SEO. So, you know, you're saying some of the visual cues, well, composition is a visual cue. So one of the things, the example I gave was a teapot this way and a teapot that way. Mm -hmm. Um, And when you have the teapot on the profile, so you could see the the spout, they were, you know, the visual tools were able to say, yeah, that's a teapot. When you had it facing front ways, it's a lot more complicated. They were like tableware. I mean, I'm not sure, like maybe. Right, right, right. So, you know, those cues are things that will help make make it easier for image recognition software to give give the results that we expect to see. Um, this is another reason why it's important to test your images using different tools. So within Wix, and this is something I was very excited to see when I joined Wix, but within Wix, when you upload an image, mm-hmm. we're already connected to the vision, the vision API. So when you upload an image onto Wix, you get the first 10 tags 
from Vision AI yeah. automatically, it'll give you the first 10 tags of what that image is. So you could upload seven images, look at the different tags and go, oh, okay, that one's best. Right, it's a reconnaissance. I'll put that yes, one on the blog. Absolutely, and you can also change your image based on that type of reconnaissance. I am gonna park right there for a quick second and ask the tool that you are actually showing in your Moz article was an analysis tool of scanning people, places, things. What is that tool? Can I ask that? So there's something called Vision AI, mm -hmm. which is one of the major drivers. Obviously, they have lots of machine sure. learning algorithms yeah, yeah. and things, but it's one of the major drivers behind their visual recognition software. Fantastic. Um, and if you go to the website for um, Google Vision AI, you can test things. Beautiful. So you can just, and it's for free, and you can just pop in an image and see what it looks like. Some people have done some very interesting experiments around this. City Crumb's done some interesting stuff. Will Reynolds did a really interesting one at Moz that actually highlighted a lot of some of the gaps. So you were saying that, yeah. that you know, we need to train visual search tools and things like that. He highlighted some of the gaps and some of the biases that can be part of visual search recognition, particularly with regards to like people. Right. Um, and so there's some of the like human biases that we have hanging around or partially some in our um, visual search recognition mm -hmm. as well. So this is another reason why it's really important for us to get involved yeah. with visual search and to understand visual search because SEOs are really, really good at finding gaps and finding like, places where Google could be doing a little bit better. Um, well, the goal, and, the goal yeah. for SEOs is not only to try to be competitive in the spaces that are competitive, but also find those gaps, those exploitable areas to be able to educate Google and be able to position yourself or your client in the space of an authority in that contextual area, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so, so, you know, if you're finding a big glaring issue, so somebody showed a picture. So I think there was someone on Twitter who, um, at Darth Na, yeah, yeah. Um, he posted a picture where he was trying to analyze and they thought an island was somehow like sexually suggestive or something. And he's like, what? What? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> so these are things that, you know, Google needs to refine, but I don't think that SEOs are engaging with this as much as they should be. Right. And which I think is one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about it. There's something like 8 billion searches on Google Lens every month. That's amazing. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a lot of searches. <laughs> that's a huge amount of searches. It's a lot of searches. And also like some of the stuff I was talking about where you have Wix Yankee Stadium and those non-text based, mm -hmm. there's no on-page optimizations for that. But they're showing up on the SERP and they're moving other things around. Absolutely. So, and you don't know why. Google's leaning into that. So, you can actually surpass a lot of text optimized content because Google's latching on to that image and that image connection more so than that. So, it's tipping the scale, so to speak, of if you're describing it one way, contextual information that's educating Google is actually a much more dense piece of information and valuable information. That's how it's processing. Hey, check these stats out. Pinterest reports that, so if you guys, everybody who's listening wants to know where the value is, Pinterest reports that 85% of consumers want visual info. 55% say visual search is instrumental in developing their style. 49% develop brand relationships with visual imagery, and 61% say it elevates in-store shopping. So if you need any reason to actually dive into visual optimization for search, there's some data right there. Absolutely. And Pinterest has been in this space for a long, long time. So yep. I think I did a thread for Moz and Google recently announced something called True Tone, which is, you know, being able to sort of help understand more about like complexions and things like that in their search. Mm -hmm. um, what was interesting about Pinterest is that they've been doing that for years. And when I put in a picture of myself and my friend and in Berlin, right. I put a picture in that and I put that into Pinterest. And when I put that in, they serve me pictures of the place, but they also serve me pictures that were similar to my picture, but also had people who had the same complexion as me within the picture, which is very 
very interesting um, because they're able to process that as well. So different visual search tools will have different things that they pull on. And so that's important to think about. Another thing that I noticed in my uh, MozCon talk, I also showed Bing. So Bing is also doing a lot on image search. You can also do image searches via Bing. Mm -hmm. And they also have all of their documentation very, very clearly because Bing will happily tell you anything that you want to know. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, As opposed so, to the other one. <laughs> right. Google's very much like, well, maybe, but, um, but Bing will tell you anything. They're like, please just pay us any attention. And just and use our search. You. Right. <laughs> what do you want to know? Um, so they'll tell you everything. You can read that and read all of their information. Mm -hmm. um, so they have a different knowledge graph. So I showed a picture of the only famous person I have in my camera roll is the rapper Exhibit, who I met at LAX once. <laughs> so I pulled up Exhibit A mm -hmm. and, um, and I ran it through Google search, Google image search, and they didn't recognize him on the knowledge graph wow. but i put it through bing and they were like oh yeah that's him that's him he was in my ride and blah 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 so it's very interesting the different things that you look at i ran an image of my friend and myself in berlin i ran that through amazon and they were like oh yeah you're wearing a jacket we have a jacket like that <laughs> like, that was all they cared about yeah and for shopping <laughs> this is an incredible incredible tool Maximize your clients' budgets using Wix. Use every dollar towards growth and revenue-driving assets by relying on Wix's enterprise-grade security and reliability. Work more efficiently using Wix's SEO automation and scalable SEO solutions to deliver sustainable results without vulnerabilities, downtime, and workflow inefficiencies for any website of any size. Fix less, grow more with Wix. Go over to edgeofthewebradio.com forward slash Wix today to learn more. I'm going to take us real quick down the geek road for a minute, talking about how actual computers are actually processing this. So image search is a content-based image search. It's called CBIR for short, and it's a query technique, obviously. It requires giving the CBIR system an image as a sample to base its search on, just like we're talking about here. It means, uh, in means of information retrieval, the image query is what forms an exploration query, okay? So visual search actually supports only images for everybody who is catching up to this. Image search, on the other hand, supports images, related keywords, and image URLs to be able to perform the task. So I just want to be clear for the audience that's catching up to this. Image search is actually text-based query as well as image and URL submissions. Visual search is through the Google Lens and other products that are actually taking that image and doing an explicit query to the Vision AI system, right? Yeah, so they're using different visual recognition software. Uh, so, like for instance, there's something called ocular character recognition, um, which is when they when they you know they'll read text. So I can scan my terrible handwriting, and it will understand the text, and it will translate it into copy. So I could write myself a grocery list. Mm -hmm. I've done this before because <laughs> because <laughs> that's just what I do. So I can write myself a grocery list on a piece of paper. I can take a picture of it, and it will make it into text, and it will understand the text. One yeah. of the things I pointed out in my MozCon thing, though, as far as I can tell, though, they're not able to understand backwards. So if yeah. you have images that are the wrong. Around, or if you have words that are the wrong way around, don't do that. But the other thing that's worth thinking about is like, particularly when you're thinking about sponsorships and stuff like mm -hmm. that, um, and how to optimize IRL, which I think is really important. I think this is a really good opportunity to bring different parts of your marketing team together, <laughs> um, actually. Um, but when you're thinking about whether or not you should have just your name written down somewhere, or whether you should have your logo somewhere, mm -hmm. go for the logo. Because if I write out N I K E, 
If I write that down in a text, people will understand what that is. But on a visual search thing, that could be Nike, the company. Mm -hmm. That could be, I think there's like a Greek god called Nike. So it could be that, or it could be like, I don't know, somebody else's random name. But if they see that swoosh, they know what that is. Like they're able to understand that. So so think about the different elements that are included in visual search when you're thinking about. Think about the processing here is that you got AI engine and machine learning behind the scenes and every image that's actually getting submitted is training the engine more and more. So the input is part of the output. And we are, without even knowing it, well, we know it, but we don't know the amount of information that we're actually providing because these images all have geotag meta in them that Mm -hmm. Google can actually read. It's understanding, again, the, the background contextual matter. But you still have to train it. I mean, literally, the AI in vision is actually learning from every pixel that's on the screen or on the on the image itself. And it's refining and expanding its understanding. For example, if you're putting chairs, you're literally wanting to see this chair. It's literally scanning in the entire database of all chairs that it actually understands and the pixels and the, and the context of those. Every time you're putting a new thing in there, it's building that database of relationships. And you talked about entities in your presentation. I really want to unpack entities because that's actually this neural map that represents Google. So you got visual search, that's this intake and output, right? But it's actually making part of this larger brain of understanding, right? You got the text search input over here. You've got the visual search. Smart speakers are in that space as well. It's learning from a lot of different areas and understanding the input vehicle itself and how that constitutes the entirety of of its understanding. So visual, just what we were talking about, Google's trying to emulate the human brain from a processing of information. And it's going to lean more and more into visual acuity because our brain is over 50% oriented towards visual, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You talk about entities and you talk about machine learning and things. And one of the things that's important about visual search is it's very universal. So if I draw a picture of a butterfly and I show it to you, you might say butterfly. Someone who speaks Spanish might say mariposa, but it's the same picture, right? Right. And basically it's kind of what they've done in, in uh, I, was, I was talking about this on our podcast, on the Serps Up podcast, which you should also check out. Um, I, think, I hear also, that's a great podcast. It's a great post- podcast. The production is impeccable. Um, <laughs> <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Um, Thank you, Crystal. <laughs> You're very welcome. Thank you. Um, and basically, the um, if you think about scientific names, they have a Latin name for, let's say, I don't know, a monarch butterfly. Mm-hmm. There's a Latin name for that because I call it a monarch butterfly. Somebody else might call it another thing in another language. But scientists need to know that they're talking about the same butterfly, whether they're in one place or another. So this is essentially what entities are doing. And a visual search is a great way. It's a great baseline for that because you can say the picture and could say it's this. Whatever this is, it's right. this. And they can understand all of the different things. You know, a monarch butterfly has got, you know, this many wings and it's this color and it's got this many antennas, this many legs. You know, they can categorize all of the different parts of it. So when they're able to do that, it's languageless. A picture is without language. So if you think about something like mom and you think about some of the stuff they've been doing with translations, they're starting to be able to, with their machine learning algorithms, they're starting to be able to not translate from English mm-hmm. to Spanish. So it used to be that they'd have to go from one language through English to the next language. Right. So if you wanted to translate from Spanish to, I don't know, Dutch or something, you'd go Spanish, English, Dutch. Right. Whereas now they can just go from Spanish to Dutch. Because they're it knows one, the thing one. now. Right. 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 And also they can understand the thing, the entity, like the monarch butterfly, for instance, they can understand that monarch butterfly and they can go, okay, we know that what that picture is a picture of. Right. And they can serve the most relevant content 
then they can process and they say, okay, so for whatever that is, we can find them one of those that's in that language or one of those that's near them or one of those that's like this or one of those that's like that. So like, let's say you had a, let's say your kid had a, do you guys get Sophie Giraffe? Have you ever heard of Sophie Giraffe? No. It's like a teeth. The teething toy that every small child in England has. And I was in a playgroup once and there were two Sophie giraffes at the end of the playgroup. And we were like, I don't know who's, who's. <laughs> we just, Everywhere. I just, I just had to take it home and put it in the dishwasher and just be like, well, whatever. Um, so, <laughs> so the, um, let's say you've got your Sophie giraffe and you're out, you're abroad. Right. Right. And what you need is a Sophie giraffe. Right? You can just take a picture of that and like you can use that to help you get where you are rather than trying to learn the word for Sophie giraffe in that language, because it might be that the language is a different kind of language because not all languages are romantic. Mm -hmm. You know, some of them are they're different, different kinds of scripts and things like that. So, again, it's part of the mobile. So we are mobile. We're all over the world doing all sorts of different things. And also our information is mobile. Our experiences are global. And I think that visual searches, again, is part of that. But if you want to think about a really good way if you're not super into machine learning, which a lot of people are not, and fair enough, because it gets a little bit uh, much A little sometimes. bit heady there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What you can do is go into Google Photos. So you talk about like machine learning and training machine learning in Google Photos under Explore. You can see all of the different kinds of entities mm -hmm. that Google understands from your photo reel. So I looked up cones, for instance, on my photos, and I got an ice cream cone. Mm -hmm. I got a traffic cone. And I got a statue that I went to that was conical shaped, for instance. I, I looked up rock, right? Because I thought, oh, that's an interesting one. I got some boulders that I'd seen. I got a rock that my kid had found. I also got a rock concert, which oh, wow. was interesting. So this tells you some of the different entities. And you can get an idea of like how Google is classifying images from that, mm -hmm. um, you can also practice training a model. So for instance, like within it, they have faces in there and they can go, who's this person? Do you want us to find pictures of this person? And you can see how it trains this thing. So it'll be like, oh yeah, that's my aunt. Like, and you can name it and they will pull out all of the pictures of your aunt. And then you can compare that to the kinds of images that they didn't find that you know your aunt was Got in. Got it. And there's the gaps right there. Right, right, right. So you can see like what variations, like how they're using all of that different stuff. Almost like image for echolocation of an entity and understanding the relationship. I mean, side note here, there's like 3,000 words in the English language, and we only commonly use 500. There's a lot of gaps in what we understand, but an image bridges that gap and can actually inform to a much greater degree. So even language itself, we all understand, is a barrier of communication. It's as sociologically bound and even from a location bound, there's a bias there because it hasn't grown to actually understand everything about the world. But an image, you're bypassing that entire translation. And we're in a space now where we're going to be educating the AI at an exponential rate. <laughs> what's, yeah. what's the downside of this? <laughs> All things considered. Well, yeah, well, I mentioned that there's still some biases. There's still some things they need to work out. So before you get into some of the social biases, yeah. which are present and which are things that they need to work out. So, um, well, Reynolds pointed out some things around ethnicity um, mm -hmm. and someone else pointed out some things around gender. So apparently there was someone, I can't remember his name, so please forgive me, but someone who pointed out that they ran some searches and they found that if, the, if you have a woman in a picture, it's more likely to market as sexually suggestive because that's another one of the characteristics. So they're, they're trying to figure out whether the images are adult images or oh, not wow. adult images. 
images right. when they're showing them in the image searches. So apparently if you have someone who's more feminine presenting, mm -hmm. then they're more likely to market as that. So there's biases that are currently apparent in some of the visual tools. So that can be an issue. Additionally, I would say that there's an argument that there's going to be certain biases for certain images, or this is going to be more available for some businesses. Mm -hmm. um, so not only maybe businesses with more access to bigger budgets, but also I had a lot of people talking to me saying, well, well you know, we're lawyers. Right. What are we supposed to do? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and to that, I said, actually, I think that there's a few things you can do. Um, so for instance, lawyers will sometimes have badges, like team badges, like not necessarily like, hello, my name is Jeff. Right. Um, but you know, those like nice metal, like name badge things yeah, yeah, or like yeah. an enamel pin with your logo on it or something like and a lot of times, for instance, lawyers will go out to, you know, they'll go out to like the county fair or they'll go out to, you know, uh, business affairs and that that sort of thing. Right. And that's a good time to do that. I think it's important to think strategically about how you present in the world because people are taking pictures mm -hmm. all the time and people are using those pictures as the basis for search. Absolutely. So, you know, the example, so the, and in my Moscon talk, I gave the example of basically, so I said, I said, I took this picture with exhibit, right? I was at LAX and I was like, oh my gosh, it's a famous person. I'm going to get a picture with a famous person. Fantastic. I ran this picture through Vision AI. Vision AI didn't know who I was, didn't know who Exhibit was. You know who they recognized? They recognized Pete's Coffee, who had the logo behind <laughs> us. Right? Yep. And then I looked at Pete's Coffee, and this is the other thing that's really useful for search. Pete's Coffee and also Lyft. So this also goes back to the Lyft thing as well. So Pete's Coffee, if you look at Pete's Coffee on image search, what you get is just like wall-to-wall -wall Pete's Coffee. Absolutely. And it's super consistent. Their logo has been the same since like 1966. Yep. They have it on their website. They have it on their knowledge panel. They have it on all of those things. When I was looking at Lyft, Lyft had not claimed their knowledge panel. So they have their logo, for instance, but they hadn't claimed their knowledge panel. Like, right. And, you know, if they want to call me for consultation, like, please do. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, these things are important. You need to make sure that they're all lined up. If you go into Google Merchant Center, they ask you, what is your logo color? What's the logo size? Like, send us your logo. Mm -hmm. What's your business details? All of that sort of stuff. If you go into Google Business Profile, they say, what is your logo? Give us your logo. Like, give us in lots of different sizes. No, that's not the right size. Try right, again. Right, right. Like, all of that sort of stuff. If you go into your schema markup and then you do your business and you see, you do your organization business, they say, what is your logo? Where is it located? Yeah. Give us the information. When you go onto Wikipedia, they add that into the knowledge panel for those Wikipedia pages. Make it sure it's all the same. All the same reference, all the same consistency. Absolutely. So uh, there's a number of key elements inside of visual search optimization, like landmarks, logos, like we're talking about, knowledge graph entities, like we're talking about, as well as text and faces. We're actually going to talk about optimization towards those here in the second episode for everybody who's listening. Make sure you understand, everybody, that image search can literally collapse the purchase journey, allowing a customer to go from image to purchase in moments. I was just thinking about the giraffe analogy there. Literally, if there was a store that would have taken pictures of their inventory and have Sophie Giraffe as one of those, and you're looking around for a Sophie Giraffe, Google's going to match up that it knows that store's inventory and take you right there for a purchase. So if there's anything more important from an e-commerce standpoint for companies, there it is. If somebody wants a thing near you, optimizing towards those things, getting your content on your site, getting your content in your business profile, all the things that you have should be mapped visually so somebody who is searching visually can find you. Final note on that thought before we break for the second episode. Crystal. Yeah, I think consistency is key. If people are saying, oh, let's mix it up, don't. 
Don't do it. Don't. Make sure that your images are clear. Make sure that they are consistent. Make sure that your logo is very clear. If you are selling a bicycle, make sure you can see the whole bicycle. Mm -hmm. Um, And also, I would say, make sure you're thinking about users. But it's worth experimenting with some of the visual recognition tools like Vision AI, which is available for free to try. Or if you are a Wix user, you can upload images and see some of those tags for multiple images at any time you'd like. Amazon has a visual search tool and you can see some of the, some of those things as well. Pinterest as well. Yeah. So try some of the different tools and see how they perform and see how the images that you have, if they're showing what you expect to see. And then you can think about how to move accordingly. Absolutely. Get your visual image search game on people all right uh, so make sure that you listen into the second part of the crystal carter interview by visiting edge of the web radio.com follow crystal on twitter at crystal on the web and follow us on twitter edge web radio as well thanks to our sponsors hey check them out because we want to make sure that you tell them that you heard about them here on the edge make sure you check out all the musty videos over on our youtube channel that's just search for Edge of the Web. You'll find us right there. From all of us over at Edge, stay safe, stay well, and do not be a piece of cyber drift with. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.